Hello and welcome to Mountain Talk. I'm your host, Rachel Geringer. And in this episode, we bring you a recording of master ballad singers and storytellers Sheila K. Adams and Bobby McMillan. A seventh-generation ballad singer, storyteller, and clawhammer banjo player, Sheila K. Adams was born and raised in the Sodom Laurel community of Madison County, North Carolina, an area renowned for its unbroken tradition of unaccompanied singing of traditional Southern Appalachian ballads that dates back to the early Scots-Irish and English settlers in the mid-17th century. Bobby McMillan was heir to numerous strands of Appalachian culture. From his father's family in Cock County, Tennessee, he learned primitive Baptist hymns and traditional stories and ballads. From his mother's people in Yancey and Mitchell counties, North Carolina, he heard booger tales, haint tales, and legends about the murder of a relative named Charlie Silver. In Caldwell County, he went to school with relatives of Tom Dula, learned their family stories, and heard ballads, gospel songs, and Carter family recordings. Sheila and Bobby are both masters of the traditions they learned from their families and community members in Western North Carolina. And the audio you'll hear in this episode features their performance at the Heinemann Settlement School's Seeds and Stories event on April 4th, 2019. First, we'll hear Sam Gleaves, a fine musician himself, introducing them. I'm uh, very proud to have these two up here. We with still us. Are Oh, good, perfect. <laughs> So uh, Sheila K. Adams and Bobby McMillan are, are just like family to me. They're uh, very generous mentors. In addition to being uh, masters of old-time ballad singing and storytelling and old uh, lore from their home communities in North Carolina, they're very generous to pass these traditions on to a lot of young people. Sheila was a teacher for a long time in the North Carolina public schools, and Bobby was a teaching artist for a long time, uh, traveling all over, uh, doing residencies in schools also. But they both received numerous awards from state arts agencies and national agencies too, uh, and for their uh, mastery of their art. But they're just wonderful people, and we're so proud to have Sheila K. Adams and Bobby McMillan with us tonight. Please put them up. As uh, Kaz Wallen, who's one of the singers of the home that I grew up listening to and learning a lot of songs from, he said, you know, me and Virgie, that was his wife, and she is as mean as a snake, buddy. I tell you what, Kaz was scared to death because she'd just look at him, you know, and lower her head and her eyes. He'd say, look at her eyes, they just disappear up and under her hairline. <laughs> but he used to say that he, uh, him and Virgie would take turns being the boss. You know, and he said the only problem is she she gets to decide each Sunday who's going to be the boss, and she forgets she was boss last week and the week before too. So Bobby is uh, the boss this week, <laughs> and he's instructed me I have to go first. So um, I'm going to sing what I actually learned from Cass. Cass was a little man with a big voice, and uh, he would stand up on stage and they'd, they'd see this little old Taylor come out, you know, with his hat in his hands. He always wore a hat. He'd hold it like this when he was standing in front of the microphone. And they'd crank the volume up because they'd think, poor little thing out there, you know. And he'd open his mouth and start singing and it'd blow the speakers all the way out. So you'd see him scrambling to turn it back down. So I'm going to do one that I learned from Kaz and it was one of the first ones that I learned. 
when I was growing up over there in Sodom, North Carolina. And yes, it is. Uh, did have the name of Sodom, but there was a priest, a Catholic priest, that came back with uh, Larcy Norton when she went off up to Chicago. She fetched back a Catholic priest. We have a Catholic manse, or did have, and a Catholic church. Church of the Little Flower, right there in the middle of Sodom, amongst all them swarming Baptists. <laughs> and when uh, Father Toops showed up in Sodom, he refused to say Mass in a place called Sodom. And so he changed it to Revere. And I always thought that was interesting. And then I found out he is from the suburb of Boston. Revere. So, anyhow, this is one that I learned from Caswell. And it's called a Pretty Fair Miss. Said a pretty fair miss all in her garden. And a handsome young soldier come riding by. Said, could I impose on a fair young maiden? And ask her for my bride to be. Said handsome young soldier standing by the gateway. A man of honor you may be. How could you impose on a fair young maiden who never intends your bride to Said, I've got a true lover that's gone to the army, and he's been gone for seven years long. And if he stays gone seven years longer, no man on earth could marry me. Pray, perhaps your lover's drowned in the ocean. Perhaps he's on some battlefield slain. Perhaps he's taken him another girl married. His face you'll never see again. Well, if he's drowned, I hope he's happy. Or if he's on some battlefield slain. And if he's taken him another girl married, why well, love the girl that would marry him? His fingers being long and slender, into his pockets they did go. Said, here's the ring that you once gave me. Before I left here for the war, said I've been, she threw her lily white arms around him, and straight before him she did fall. Said, You're the man that used to court me before you left here for that war. Said, I've been on the deep sea sailing, and I've been sailing for seven years long. And if I'd stayed gone seven years longer, no woman on earth. 
should be able to. Before I get started, I'd just like to say that I really appreciate Sam uh, inviting us to come up here. I've known him now for eight or ten years, and, and he's always been kind and good to me. He's come all the way from uh, Kentucky to North Carolina and took me back to Kentucky and brought me home in the past and done so many good things that I really appreciate it, Sam. My wife thinks he's the sweetest thing since God made sorry. Well, You know, he spent a whole summer at my house. Um, you, did you get a, was it a grant or a... Yeah, so, yeah, best project ever. Yeah, he, and he came and literally spent the whole summer at the house. He organized all of my, you know, ballads and typed them in and got everything fixed up and he's gone two weeks and it looked just exactly the way it did before. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Sam is, is one of our young ones and we, we appreciate him. I first met him in route to the bathroom at a festival down in Withful, Virginia, and I said, I'll pick the manger for you after a while because didn't you have your banjo and you said, Miss Adams, Miss Adams. I said, wait a minute, I'll pick the banjo for you after I go to the bathroom. Where is it? <laughs> but he's, he's a wonderful person and we're, me and Bobby both love him a lot. We sure do. Uh, I grew up uh, in the mountains of western North Carolina and eastern Tennessee. Uh, when I was about 12 years old, I began uh, writing down songs. My grandfather had a big thrower talking machine and he had records by numbers of old groups especially. He always told me his favorites were the Carter family and that, that got me into uh, uh, learning to love them too. And so uh, I began to notice that there were people out in the community that knew a lot of their songs that knew them in different versions. And so I got interested in uh, I began to write down and learn the songs that the old folks sang. I had a great aunt that grew up in uh, East Tennessee in the Cosby section between uh, Newport, Tennessee and going towards uh, North Carolina. And she taught me over a hundred of the old love songs that she grew up with. And so I was always looking for songs and stories and, and uh, and knowing about the lives of the people because that's what really filled the story out. And ballads tell stories in song. And so, uh, anyway, I'm going to do one for you now. <laughs> this is, I've heard, uh, I don't know how many different people that knew this song in different ways and tunes. This is, uh, this is one of them. Uh, my great aunt called it, I uh, met my old true love, some called it, met, met my old true love, and uh, some call it the house partner. Well met, well met my old true love, well met, well met, said he, I'm just returning from salt, salt sea. And it's all for the love of thee. I'm just returning from the salt, salt sea. And it's all for the love of thee. So I could have married the rich king's daughter. 
I'm sure she'd have married me, but I refused the prance of gold, and it's all for the love of thee. But I refused the prance of gold, and it's all for the love of thee. If you could have married the rich king's daughter, I'm sure you are to blame. But I only married a house carpenter, and I think he's a nice young man. But I only married a house carpenter, and I think he's a nice young man. If you will leave your house carpenter, come and go along with me. I'll take you where the grass grows green on the banks of Italy. I'll take you where the grass grows green on the banks of Italy. If I will leave my house, carpenter, come and go along with thee. What have you got to maintain me upon that would keep me from slavery? What have you got to maintain me upon that would keep me from slavery? I have six ships on the ocean wide, all sailing for dry land. Three hundred and fifty jolly seamen, they're all at your command. Three hundred and fifty jolly seamen, they're all at your command. She picked up her sweet little babe, and kisses she gives it free, saying, stay right here, my sweet little babe, and keep your pap company. Saying, stay right here, my sweet little babe, and keep your pap company. She dressed herself in Holland red, most glory to behold. And as she walked out towards the deck, she Shine like the glittering gold. And as she walked out to the deck, she shined like the glittering gold. They had not been a sailing boat about 
two weeks I'm sure it were not free till she lay minute in her true love yours heart and she wept most bitterly till she lay minute in her true love yours heart and she wept most bitterly. Oh, are you weeping for your silver or gold? Where are you weeping for your store? Or are you weeping for your house carpenter that you never shall see anymore? Or are you Carpenter that you never shall see anymore. So I'm not a weeping for my house carpenter, nor for your golden store. So I'm just a weeping for my sweet little babe that never shall see anymore. I'm just a weeping for my sweet little babe that never shall see anymore. Look yonder it my true love as white as any snow that's held up inside you where your sweet little maid shall go that's heaven inside you know where all the good people go look yonder it's my true love as black as any crow I do know where you and I shall go. That's hell. I do know where you and I shall go. They hadn't been a sailing but about three weeks. I'm sure it were not for till she cut a little leak in the true love your smoke and it sunk her to rise no more till she cut a little leak in the true love your smoke and it sunk her to rise no more well my house carpenter he's still at and doing very well while my poor body is drowning in the sea and my soul is bound for hell while my poor body is drowning in the sea and my soul is bound for hell 
He's courted her through the great hall. He courted her in her lady's chamber. That was the worst of all. Now word has gone to the kitchen. Word is through the great hall. That Mary Hamilton's now a child by the greatest steward of all. On the night poor Mary labored, small cries she gave on my three. But before the sun come up next morn, she delivered a tiny baby. She wrapped it up in her apron so tight and throwed it into the sea, saying, Sink ye or swim ye, my little baby, your mammy you'll never more see. And it's down then come that old queen with a gold crown on her head. Saying, Mary, where's that little baby I heard cry last night in your bed? Work no baby, Mary, she said, the cries you heard come from me. I'd such a pain in my right side, causing me much misery. Then the queen. She pulled back the blankets and in the snow-white sheet. And when she saw the blood and the gore, twas then she began to weep. She said, Mary, put on your gown of black, or yet your gown of brown. For you'll be going with me this night to visit Farrenburg Town. Oh, I'll not wear no gown of black or yet a gown of brown, but I shall wear a gown of pure white to go glittering through Edinburgh Town. Now some have thought their steeds black, others have chosen the brown. But Mary's steed was one of pure white. She went glittering through Edinburgh town. And as she rode up that cannon gate, she laughed and twittered so free. And as she came back down that cannon gate, tears ran upon her cheek. And as she walked up them parliament steps, the hill broke off on her shoe. And as she walked back down them parliament steps, the crowd said, it's the gallows for you. Now word it spread all through the town what Mary's fate was to be. And every woman hung out her window 
and cried, alas, for thee. Ah, save your tears, Mary, she said. My folly was all of my own, but I stand before you a maid today. Them gallows steps I will climb. Last night I washed the queen's feet and braided gold in her hair. Hard to believe them gallows steps is the only reward I will have. And it's little did my mother think that day that she first held me. Lands that I would travel o'er, the people that I would see. It's little did my father think the day he first cradled me. A hangman's noose was the way I would die. Oh, how his poor heart would bleed. Last night the queen had four Marys, tomorrow she'll have only three. There's Mary Seton, Mary Baden, Mary Carmichael, and me. Since I turned 66 about three weeks ago, my memory has just gone crap, so I don't know. can't remember which one it one of them over, it was a Scottish king. Anyway, it implies it's Scotland because it says going to Edinburgh town. So when I Googled it, well, there they were. Oh, Mary Seaton, and it was spelled Mary Beaton, but I think pronounced Baton, because that's the way Ed Miller did it. He's Scottish. Mary Carmichael and Mary Hamilton, and they were all ladies in waiting for the Tsarina of Russia. Not, not Scotland, didn't have anything to do with that. They were all the way over in Russia in St. Petersburg. And the song actually said, tonight you'll be going to St. Petersburg town. So, but it was a true story and Mary Hamilton was hung. And which made me wonder about, uh, you know, that blood disease that they have over in Russia that the, the czar's son had in the, like 1916 or so. Hemoph what is it called? Hemoph Hemophilia, right. Um, and I was wondering if maybe the Tsarina had chosen one of her ladies in waiting to have a child. But see, when they had that child, their life was ruined forever. You know, they could never, but she says something, and even Granny said, remember what she said to them people that's waiting for her. When they told her she was gonna be hung, she said, I stand before you a maid today, but the gallows steps I'll still climb. So, Granny said, that's one of them riddle songs, I bet she is one of them other Marys, and she had to take the flame for it. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's a little history behind the song. And the thing about these love songs is a lot of them, you know, there is a story back there somewhere. 
uh, you know, that this is based on. And Bobby taught me that the big love songs, you know, the huge ones, like Mary Hamilton, you know, like the one that he did, um, are, were the big ballads. And then they had broadside ballads that were kind of shortened versions. And I, and I read in a book where that it said, if it starts out, oh, come all ye, you know, and listen to my story, or come all ye fair and tender ladies, um, then that's a broadside ballad because they would print it out on broad scrap and sell it for like, you know, a penny or something on the sidewalk. Shilling? <laughs> yeah, shilling or whatever, you know. You know how them British people talk. <laughs> but um, ballads have been around forever. And uh, they were sung usually, as Granny called it, Ocopoco, which meant without music. You're listening to Mountain Talk on WMMT. In this episode, we bring you master ballad singers and storytellers Sheila K. Adams and Bobby McMillan, both hailing from the mountains of western North Carolina. This recording is of their performance at the Heinemann Settlement School's Seeds and Stories event on April 4, 2019. You want to sing one or tell a story? Well, I'm going to tell a short story. What are you going to tell? You don't know it. Well, he just said that I don't know it. I've never told it this, in front of you. This is, well, I used to uh, love to go around and, and see my people and get them to either sing or tell me tales about things. But I went, I had a third cousin over in Yancey County, North Carolina, that, that he sang this, uh, the first ones that I ever heard, I guess, the real old ones. Uh, but I, I go up to his house, he lived way up in the park, and uh, the sun didn't come up till about 10 or 11 o'clock, went down about 1 or 1.30. But he had uh, animals around there. Uh, his barn wasn't too far from the house. It's down on the hillside. And uh, anyway, Nate, he was a third cousin of mine. He was about 40 years older than me, but his third cousin, I'll not tell you. Uh, that's, that would be a whole subject for two or three hour discussion, getting to talk about how mountain folks is kin to one another. But uh, because it's not just one way. Anyway, uh, he had a, I was walking up the hill to his house and I seen a, he had a, a hog a running toward the barn. I got to looking at it, I thought it run sort of funny. And it had a, it had three legs and a wooden leg. <laughs> and that's the funniest thing that I ever seen in my life. And I said, mate, I said, what in the world? Happened to that hog over there. He said that hog said, I'll tell you right now, that's the best hog that's ever lived. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I'll tell you, one night, uh, uh, my wife Lucy, she left a, a cattle burning, it ran out and the fog caught over against the curtains, caught the house afire and the wind sound asleep. That hog coming squealing and cutting up so much commotion it woke me up and it just saved our lives. We barely got out in time to get uh, water to save the house with. And I said, well, that's pretty amazing, ain't it? He said, yes, sir. He said, another time, I was up under on the flats with the tractor and got too close to the edge and the thing <clears throat> tipped with me in the ditch and pinned me down. 
And that darn hog run up there and Ruby Ruby to lift Ruby that tractor off of me and got me out of there and saved my life again. I said, well, I'll be dogged. I said, that is amazing. But I said, that still don't explain the hit of having a wooden leg. <laughs> he said, you don't think a great hog like that that we'd eat it at one time? <laughs> grandson is going to be 13 in May and uh, when he was about six years old five or six his mom and daddy got two pigs you know to, to raise up and, and slaughter and uh, oh Ezra was out there and he'd say them's the cutest little old pigs you've ever seen in your life Gigi you ought to go out behind the barn and see him that over there's pinky and I said no no Ezra no that over there's bacon and that is pork chop. You don't name animals on the farm and make pets out of them because they're going on the table. We sat down Christmas morning to eat breakfast at my daughter's house. He laughed and said, Gee, that's bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Oh, Lordy. Well, I guess uh, I'll not let you outdo me that last song you did. Here's one that. Uh, I don't think I, I do. Don't think I. Well, I mean, you <coughs> too. Uh, I learned this from a man named Ralph Ellison, his sister Lizzie, and his father, Uncle Bill Ellison. They lived on what's known as Long Hope Mountain, up on the uh, up in uh, Wadaga County, North Carolina, up above Boone. And. Uh, they called it uh, Bull Lampkin. Bull Lampkin was as fine a mason as ever laid stone. He built a fine castle and pay he got none. He built a fine castle and pay he got none. He swore by his maker He'd kill them unknown. Beware of lambkins when I'm gone from home. Beware of lambkins when I'm gone from home. What cares I for lambkins? What cares I for him? My doors are all bolted. And my windows all pinned, my doors are all bolted, and my windows all pinned. Bolankin rode to the castle, and he jingled the pin. None so ready as the fosters to arise and let him in. None so ready as the fosters to arise and let him in. Oh, where is the landlord? Or is he at home? He's gone to marry England for to visit his son. He's gone to marry England for to visit his son. Where is the Lord's lady? 
or is she within? She's upstairs sleeping, said the falseness to him. She's upstairs sleeping, said the false nurse to him. How will we get her downstairs? Such a dark night as it be. Stick pins and needles in the little baby. Stick pins and needles in the little baby. Moam can rock the cradle and the falseness she sung while the tears and the red blood from the cradle did run while the tears and the red blood from the cradle did run <clears throat> this lady coming downstairs not a thinking any harm Bolam can stood ready and he caught her in his arms Bolam can stood ready and he caught her in his arms Oh, spare me, Bolam can spare my life one day You can have all the your horse can pack away. You can have all day Your horse can pack away. If you had all the day gold, you can carry it aside. I won't spare you, baby, till your husband gets back. I won't spare you, baby. Till your husband gets back. Oh, spare me more than ten. Spare my life one hour. You can have daughter Betsy, my own blooming flower. You can have my daughter Betsy, my own blooming flower. We'll spare your daughter Betsy. For to go through the flood to scare the silver mason that catches your heart's blood to scare the silver mason that catches your heart's blood Daughter Betsy was standing in the chamber so high when she spied her Come a riding hard by. She spied her dear father. Come a riding hard by. Oh, father, dear father. Oh, please don't blame me. Bolamkins has been here. He's killed your lady. Bolamkins has been here. And he's killed your baby. There was blood in the kitchen and blood in the hall. But the blood from the cradle was the worst blood of all. The blood from the cradle was the worst blood of all. Bold 
a scaffold so high, and the falls must be strong from a stake standing by, and the falls first was burned at a stake standing by. <laughs> It was hard to get any of the old folks even to sing that song because that of the major yeah. Yeah. But you know, that was that was your perfect ballad right there. Everybody died. You know, most of the time it's just a limited number that die, like two. Usually the woman that's betrayed her husband gets her head cut off and kicked against the wall. That one's a floating verse that's in a lot of them, floating line. But that one is perfect because everybody gets it. <laughs> well, daughter Betsy, well, yeah, well, was off, and Mama was offering up her daughter Betsy her own blooming flower. Well, I'm gonna sing one Inez's now. I think after all of them, all the drama and death and dying. This is actually about not dying, but uh, I'm getting touched up by the devil and what not happened to this woman that it happened to. Called the Farmer's Cursed Wife and Inez. This is one of her favorite love songs. <laughs> there was an old farmer lived over the hill. If he ain't moved away, he's living there still singing bye-bye. Diddle-lie, bye, diddle-lie, all day. Well, the devil stepped up to the old man at plow and said, One of your family taking right now singing bye-bye. Diddle life, I diddle, I diddle all day. Farmer, he said, I've come undone. You've come to get my own last son singing fire, fire. Diddle life, I diddle, I diddle all day. It's not your son or your gal I pray, but your old scolding wife and her I'll have singing fire, fire. Diddle life, I diddle, I diddle all day. Well, welcome, sweet Satan, from the bottom of my heart. And I hope you and her never more shall part. Singing fire, fire, diddle life, I diddle, I diddle all day. Well, he stuffed her down in an old tow sack. Looked like a camel with a hump on its back. Singing fire, fire, diddle life. I diddle, I diddle all day. Carried her down to the forks of the road. Said, get down, old woman, you're a hell of a load of singing. Fine, fine, diddle, I, I diddle, I diddle all day. He carried her up to the gates of hell. Said, punch up the fire, boys, roast her well. Singing, fine, fine, diddle, I, I diddle, I diddle all day. Well, there's six little demons. Sitting on the walls, grabbed up a poker, thrashed them all, singing fine, fine, diddle I, fine, diddle I, diddle all day. Long come a little devil, dragging his chain. She grabbed him up and smattered out his brain, singing fine, fine, diddle I, fine, diddle I, diddle all day. She grabbed old Satan by the hair of the head. Said, I'd have done killed you if you weren't none dead. Singing, fine, fine, diddle, I, fine, diddle, I, diddle all day. The littlest demon stepped up and said, Better take her back, Daddy, or we'll all be dead. Singing, fine, fine, diddle, I, fine, diddle, I, diddle all day. 
farmer saw him coming and bit his tongue. Broke for the woods in a flat-out run, singing ba-ba-diddle-la-ba-diddle-la-diddle all day. It's hard to say as he run over the hill, if the devil won't have her, be damned if I will. Singing ba-ba-diddle-la-ba-diddle-la-diddle all day. The children, they said, we surely are cursed. She's gone to hell and she's come back worse. Singing ba ba diddle ba diddle all day. Said, I've been the devil for all my life, but I've never been to hell till I met your wife. Singing ba diddle all day. This proves that the women are better than the men, cause we can go to hell and come back again. <laughs> She's going to answer all the questions blind for me because she's older than God's daughter. And, you know, <laughs> and is in the hospital and I see him. So, leaned over the bed and put my ear close to her. I mean, my, yeah, my ear close to her mouth. And she said, don't you ever cut your hair again. And that was it, you know, in the hospital. So, I was never going to cut my hair again. And I just said, oh, you'll cut that hair. And I said, no, I won't either. I'm going to keep it on. Never gonna cut it again, I'll be able to walk on it. She said, No, you'll cut that hair. And I said, So if you got a crystal ball back yonder in the bedroom where you're predicting my future, she said, Honey, my past is your future. <laughs> <laughs> you will cut that hair. And I said, Oh, okay, why? And she said, The mini paws. Now <laughs> the mini pods and what flashed through my mind I've always had an overactive imagination was all these critters out in the woods voles and moles and squirrels and rabbits you know and raccoons and all those you know little critters in the woods yeah coming up on their mini paws <laughs> and getting up on the bed and laying there many because she said them mini paws will hit you. <laughs> the raccoons, you know, doing the tap And then I said, mini paws, and she said, the change of life. Well, my mother referred to it as the end. <laughs> oh, the end. She said, well, I don't know about that, but you will cut your hair. And I said, why? She said, well, them hot flashes will hit you and run all over you. And it'll feel just like the Lord is a working on your spirit. And every hair on you stands out and gets sopping wet. You'll cut that hair. But don't worry about it, she said. Because it'll just give you a lot of time to practice something else. And I said, what do you mean? I won't have to fool with my hair. What will I be doing? She said, working on your beard and mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Their honesty was very cruel, you know. There I was about 24 believing everything they said. So. 
They were sought everywhere. And you go on sign, talk, or yeah, talk. I'll do this. Uh, you know, back way back, Andrew, there's uh, most families was pretty good size if uh, the man and his, his wife was uh, pretty fertile and everything. They'd have to be a bunch of children. And you needed to raise it, you know, to work farm. I know that my grandpa, uh, his mother, she had uh, four or five girls before any of the boys come along. And she said if she ever had another, she wished they'd die. And uh, she, then she had four boys. Let's <laughs> see, one, two, had five boys. And hit the, the fifth boy was the twin, his sister died. And, uh, but my daddy grew up in the family. There's, there's 12 in that bunch, but that wasn't here for record. There's, there's numbers of them that had 16 and, and more than that. <laughs> this old feller, he, uh, he got to work out. And this is what happened. There was an old man and he had a loving wife and she plagued him to death every day of his life. Potty Icky didn't tell him, Potty Icky died up, but I did on them days. She plagued him in the sun and she plagued him in the shade. Every nine months had another little man came. Potty Icky didn't tell him, Potty Icky died up, but I did on them days. Well, 16 kids can hold on a car. Oldest was 12 when the youngest was born. Potty Icky didn't tell me, Potty Icky died up, but I diddled them daisy. He got so thin on the grunts and the groans, till there wasn't nothing left but the skin and the bones. Ain't Potty Icky didn't tell Potty Icky died up, but I diddled them daisy. Well, the kids all screamed and the old woman cried when the old man kicked up his heels and he died. Sing Potty Icky didn't tell Potty Icky died, oh, fine, I diddled them daisy. Then the old woman said, don't cry like that. I got another daddy and he's big and he's fat. Sing Potty Icky Potty Icky died, oh, fine, I diddled them daisy. Well, the big fat daddy was as jolly as a pup, but they couldn't find a bed. They didn't hold him up. Potty Icky died, oh, fine, I diddled Dumb Daisy. Then they fixed him a pallet in the middle of the floor, and the house fell in when he started to store. Potty Icky Dink Dum, Potty Icky Dido, Pie Diddle Dumb Daisy. Well, the kids got out all in one piece, but the poor old woman was drowned in the grease. Same Potty Icky Dink Dum, Potty Icky Dido, Pie Diddle Dumb Daisy. And all them youngins was very bad hurt. Till they found a million dollars in the fat man's shirt. Sing potty icky dink dum, potty icky died off, I died in a daisy. Potty icky dink dum, potty icky died off, I died in a daisy.
That's it for this episode of Mountain Talk, featuring master singers and storytellers Sheila K. Adams and Bobby McMillan. If you'd like to hear this or previous episodes again, you can find them on our website at wnmt.org. Or find Mountain Talk as a podcast on SoundCloud or Stitcher. I've been your host, Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMNT, thanks for listening to Real People Radio. Thank you.